Hello and uh, welcome. Thank you everyone for joining me here on the High Ground Podcast. I am super excited because um, I haven't done a whole ton of cosplay myself, but I'm a huge fan of it uh, and I plan to get a lot more active in it. Um, uh, for me, yeah, it's, you know, I got to get the confidence to, to get the ball rolling with it, but um, I'm happy to talk to you guys who are experts at it, just make awesome work, but um, I kind of want to go around and uh, get introduced to everyone here. Uh, so I'll go around in a circle. I'm going to start with uh, Dented Helmet. And I'll start by asking, you know, uh, first of all, uh, who, who are you? And how did you get Star in How did you get started with Star Wars? And who's your favorite character and why? Okay. Um, I am Dented Helmet. Also, I go by Sal. That's my name. Uh, nothing special there. Um, what got me into Star Wars, I've been told this is kind of like a, uh, a cute little story or, you know, however you look at it. So when I was younger, my dad was in the military and uh, he would go on deployments a lot. And so one of the things he sent back home while he was deployed was uh, episode one through six on DVD and all that. And so every time he was deployed, I would watch Star Wars until he got home and then I'd watch it when he got back. <laughs> And so that's what got me into Star Wars. I kind of still continue the tradition. And every time Mandalorian drops, I watch it with him. So. Oh, that's cool. It's cute. It's, yeah. <laughs> so um, it's just touching. My story is a lot less touching. So. <laughs> um, a favorite character right there, Boba Fett. Nice. That's my boy. I'm happy about him and everything. So. <laughs> I imagine you probably lost it at the end of episode one of Mando. Uh, oh, season. I was freaking out. I was... <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, and how about you, Kennedy? Uh, you know, who are you? How'd you get started with Star Wars and your favorite character and why? So, hi, I'm Kennedy. Um, my TikTok's Ken Cosplays. So people think my name's Ken, it's Kennedy. But um, I get into Star Wars because my parents are big Star Wars nerds. So they showed me the original trilogy when I was like six. Um, so it's always had a special place in my heart. Um, and yeah, I fell in love with the prequels and all that. Um, and my favorite character is probably Padme, which most people probably know from my TikToks, but um, I just really like her because I just, uh, I love how strong-willed she is, but she also isn't someone that doesn't let her, like she lets her emotions show. And I think that's important with strong females is like, we have emotions too. We're not like stoic or something like that. So yeah, definitely Padme. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I'm a huge uh, fan of her, especially since reading um, Queen Shadow and Queen's Peril, which I highly recommend. And um, actually, my most recent episode before this was all about Padme. With uh, I had a bunch of girls on. We all just talked everything Padme. It was great. Um, and then last but certainly not least, Jen. Um, I'm Jen. I'm Jen Markham, so I don't have a creative handle. I just never could think of one, so... Uh, too late now. Um, Star Wars, I've always loved it. I can't, everyone asks me, how do you get into Star Wars? I can't remember not being into Star Wars, you know? It's just been always a part of the cultural fabric. I think the music, especially, I remember like my, my mom had the records growing up and, and this was a big thing. And I always loved the costumes. And um, I got into cosplay uh, after The Force Awakens came out. It was the following Halloween. I always make Halloween costumes and I was doing research 
and you kind of stumble into the rpf.com. And I didn't know there was this whole world of things where you could do costume research and find out like the exact things they used. And I was hooked immediately. And uh, I've been making costumes ever since. Um, I think my favorite cost, uh, my favorite character would probably be Jin or so. Um, you know, Jin, you know, Felicity Jones was the first and still the only woman to have top billing in a Star Wars film. That was a big deal. Be the main character, like mm -hmm. like in every way, you know, highest paid, everything. Um, her name, the character's name was one off mine. So, <laughs> and then, you know, she just, uh, it, it wasn't force-based. She was just like an independent, tough cookie. And I related to that. So I think she'd be my favorite, although I have lots of favorites. It is, it is hard to pick. Um, <laughs> and, you know, for myself, and I've, I've shared it a bunch of times, but I, I grew up with a VHS tape of Empire Strikes Back and just watched it a thousand times. Um, my favorite character is, uh, well, okay. I, I have two. My actual favorite character is Plo Koon. And there's no real reason why. Um, I just love Plo Koon so much. I, I grew up playing Jedi Power Battles and he was in that game and I absolutely loved him. Um, you know, and, and uh, besides that, Obi-Wan, huge Obi-Wan fan. But if we are including Legends, my all-time favorite Star Wars character is Jaina Solo. I'm a huge Jaina fan, like Sword of the Jedi. She's the best. Um, but yeah, that's awesome. I <laughs> love hearing it. So now I got to ask, um, and I'll go to Kennedy first. So your favorite character to cosplay overall and in the Star Wars, so even if your favorite's not Star Wars based, but if it's not, then what is also your favorite Star Wars one? So yeah, I'd say my like all-time favorite's probably Black Cat. Um, I kind of like that she's not super well-known to people outside of like the cosplay community or like Marvel community. So I really like her and I really relate to her like backstory and just her character. But in Star Wars, it's it's definitely Padme. I feel like I'm going to be just saying Padme a lot, but <laughs> definitely Padme. Um, yeah, I just think she's a fun character to cosplay. And I think for me, she's very relatable. Yeah, every time I, I watch your videos as Padme, like the energy is different. Like I can, you can feel that that's, that's your character. That's awesome. And uh, same question to Jen. Uh, favorite character to cosplay. It's hard to not like, duplicate your favorite character answer. Um, I, I guess it's Jin, but I'm, I always also love my most recent build kind of the most, you know, because it, I, maybe I do more increasingly advanced ones. So I really like putting on Zori Bliss too. Just that helmet is so like just big and boss and it's a sleek look and it's, I put that all on and I'm like, dang, of course I've worn it nowhere because I figured finished it in May and it's, <laughs> you know, there's been nothing going on, but um, that's up there too. Awesome. Uh, and you know what, actually, and I'll, I'll come back to you again, Kenny, but now I, I have to ask though, because um, whenever, when you guys were sharing your favorite characters, uh, the, there's always like a really big affinity for um, that's why you cosplay as them. And I don't know, I was hoping maybe I can get you guys to talk a little bit more about that, that connection. Um, what is it about a character is it just you you look closest to them or what makes you decide how you select what character you're going to choose um, if you don't mind continuing jen so me yeah you know it's uh I, I i don't know if i can speak for all cosplayers for me it's definitely not what i look like um i don't think it should be for anybody I think you should cosplay what you love uh i don't pick cosplay ca characters that i don't like but i have somehow picked pick 
costumes I really like, where maybe the character is kind of not my favorite, 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 if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So if, if the costume just is really cool or has like a new aspect and I just love the silhouette and the look, because let's face it, Star Wars characters always have really distinctive silhouettes, like Absolutely. top to bottom. So, or I wanna try, so for me, it's a mix. I know that's not the case for everybody. Um, you know, there's some characters I love, like I love Chirrut Imway. He's a second place person when I say my favorite character is because Chirrut's, he's a fan. He's a fan of the Jedi, right? And we're all fans too, you know? And he's idealistic, he's a little funny. He knows when to keep quiet. Like he's, he acts how we think we would all act if we were suddenly thrust into an adventure with a Star Wars adventure. But I don't think I would ever cosplay him. Mm -hmm. Not because, I mean, I've done crossplays. I've done people that don't like anything like me, but I, I don't know if that costume would suit me. So for okay. me, it's it's not always the same, but sometimes it's like for Jen, I have every single, anything that girl's ever worn on her body, I've made more than <laughs> once. And so for me, it's kind of all, uh, it's a little bit of both, if that makes sense. No, that makes sense. That's that's awesome. Um, and the same to, uh, to, to Sal. Uh, do, do you prefer I call you Sal or Dented or? <laughs> Whatever works best, really. <laughs> um, so yeah, favorite character overall, uh, favorite in Star Wars, and uh, yeah, what, what like affinity do you look for when you're when you're picking someone? Um, favorite character overall, that's hard to say. I just I like a lot of people, obviously. Um, I, the favorite cosplay, I don't know because that's hard to say. I, I have my favorite like TikTok one, which is the Darth Maul one, definitely. Yeah. But. I, if I go to conventions, it's definitely Boba Fett because he's he's pretty recognizable. There's a lot going on with that costume and stuff. Um, as for picking cosplays to do, it, it from my point of view, it's not always as as Jen was saying. It's not like what you look as or how you look is how you pick a character. Because look at Maul, for instance. I'm wearing horns and stuff. That's <laughs> nowhere near what I look like. So I go after my favorite character. I, I hardly ever do characters that are outside of that reach, but Maul and Thrawn were definitely a challenge because I didn't do that many uh, like makeup-based cosplays before. Like the Twi'lek was probably it, but I mostly stick to just like armor and stuff. Um, yeah, so I you you definitely I, I mean I love Maul and I love Thrawn, and I learned how to do them for makeup and stuff, but most of the time it's just dedicated to like my favorite cosplays and stuff. And so my favorite characters, I mean, and I, I love Thrawn, I love Boba, I love Django, all of them. So that's that's mostly what drives me to do cosplays. Okay, cool. And uh, and then Kennedy, what what makes you choose? I think for me, it's like the character has like a trait that I really admire, like strength or compassion. And so I think that's what will initially draw me in. It's and I, I agree with everyone. I don't think it's based on like, oh, I look like this person. Um, I think it helps sometimes, like if people are like, oh, you should do this character. And it's like, okay. But um, like, for for example, I love Ahsoka's, um, I love her cosplay. I love her, but I just don't think that's someone I could do because um, I just don't super relate to her. So I think it's just about, about like just me admiring a character and kind of wanting to like embody like their like strong like characteristics. Yeah. Uh, and uh, for me, again, I haven't done a whole ton of cosplay, but. Um... Like my my favorite one is is I did uh, a Mace Windu and I mean obviously we're we're both black uh, so that made it easier in part but that also wasn't the reason I, I picked them um, 
uh, at least not directly. You know, growing up, I was a huge Star Wars fan, and this is before the prequels came out. And you know, whenever we play Star Wars on the on the playground, I wasn't allowed to be Luke because I didn't look enough like Luke. Um, so I could be Lando or Chewbacca whenever we we played. And uh, it's <laughs> it was kind of sad, but when I was you know little and first saw Mace Windu, and not only that, but how strong he was, and like um, you know how much of, of a just just a badass, you know. And so that's it was that strength of personality and conviction that drove me to want to cosplay as him. It's just a bonus that it's uh, easier for me. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, I, I definitely follow uh, what with what you guys are talking about. Um, uh, so this this will help me with uh, my questions later on but I actually want to talk about everyone's favorite uh, your, your top three favorite Star Wars films um, and so I will uh, I'm going to go to Jen first for that one um, uh, I think that's pretty boring I think it's, it's kind of a tie between Empire Strikes Back which is everyone's favorite and Rogue One for me, I just uh, I just love Rogue One. I know it is a flawed story with huge plot holes, but I don't care. I just think it's great. Um, and then I put The Force Awakens up in there. I just that I when that movie's on TNT, you know, you're flipping through, and I we stop every time. It's just a fun, great ride with great moments, and yeah, that's top three for me too. And I actually figured that last one, especially when you mentioned um, the music of Star Wars, because the music in that, especially Ray's theme, is just so beautiful. Like her theme lives rent free in my mind. Um, <laughs> next to the uh, the asteroid belt theme in uh, Empire. Oh my god, that flawless! I, I love that one. Um, and and Sal, uh, how about you? Top three. Mine's pretty basic. It's always been Empire. Uh, was it Revenge of the Sith and then Rogue One? So okay. <laughs> Okay, uh, I'm curious if, if uh, Empire is going to make a clean sweep here. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm not going to say Empire Strikes Back. My top is Revenge of the Sith, but I think that's because I, I grew up with the prequels because I was pretty young when I saw the originals. Like when I found the prequels, it was like I really just liked them. Um, so I'm saying Revenge of the Sith, not because of like the writing or like maybe it's the best, but it's my personal favorite. And then I'd put Empire Strikes Back and then I would honestly would put The Force Awakens as well because I thought I really liked the throwbacks and like the like the characters that were in the originals that kind of made it a reappearance. Like I remember I had goosebumps like seeing it in theaters, whether or not I liked the plot or not. I was I thought it was really cool. Yeah, it'll always hold a special place for me because um, you know again I, I went to a Star Wars Celebration 2015, which is where they released the trailer. Um, mm. And like, I don't know, just the energy. And then when it came out, uh, I mean, we saw it over and over again. We even drove to San Francisco. I was living in Northern California at the time, but San Francisco has uh, like the t one of the top two IMAX theaters. So we bought some craft beer and snuck it in and, and watched it and just some of the best memories. Um, for me though, it's, it, is, it is Empire at number one. Um, the Last Jedi is my number two and, um, and uh, Return of the Jedi is my number three. I'm, I'm a big Luke fan, and like the depth mm. of lore for that character in those three films is just is just top notch. Those are those are Luke movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I I just I love it. Hurts me that some people uh, get mad when I say that, but it's all good. <laughs> there isn't a bad one. 
You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. you know what? There's not a bad one. I mean, I could, I, I so for me, solos up there and people don't get it, but mm-hmm. people didn't see it, you know, he, so I don't know. Not a bad one. I, like, I like solo. They brought my boy Maul back. So <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun, easy, fun movie. Like it's, what's the problem with solo? It's, it's good. No. And, and solo is, I'm going to go on record saying that if you are, uh, like you're flipping around and you're like folding clothes or something like that. I think solo is the best one to put on in my opinion, because um, it's a one-off. It doesn't mean you have to, it doesn't make you want to go watch something else. Even though rogue one is a one-off, it makes you want to watch a new hope. Um, <laughs> not only that, but at the end <laughs> of Rogue point. one, you're sad. Um, <laughs> at the end of solo, you're still functional for the rest of the day. It doesn't <laughs> like, uh, you gotta, yeah, you gotta be careful with that. Uh, it, it just makes me think of um, last year on New Year's, um, I used to have a tradition of watching uh, either Return of the Jedi or A New Hope, and you time it so that the Death Star explodes at midnight. And, oh, how cool. Um, and, but last year I did it with um, Infinity War, where Thanos snapped at midnight. And it left the rest of the night feeling sad and empty. Look what you did. You <laughs> ruined 2020 for all of us? Is that you? It's, Why uh, did you do that? Some type of negative <laughs> omen. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so now now I got I gotta hear uh, Sal. How did you discover how did you discover cosplay? How did you enter this world? And what was the very first one? Also, oh, how been- good was the first one? <laughs> Oh, it's been downhill ever since. So much money towards it. No, um, <laughs> um, I got into co- so my first convention was 2015, I think. Um, it was Denver Pop Culture Con, and I went because we were like, "Hey, they got sales on uh, last day Sunday tickets. Why don't we just go to see what it's like?" Because I've never been to a convention or anything. And so I went to a convention, I saw the cosplayers and I thought that was like the coolest thing ever. Like, I want to do that. That looks fun. (laughs) And so we started planning for the next few years, like, oh, this is the cosplays I want to do. My first cosplay was the green uh, Imperial officer, I believe. What, who? I'm sorry? The green Imperial officer, the the, like olive drab one. Um, Okay. And I don't remember... I know my second one, I started doing the Boba Fett suit. And that one took like almost like a year to complete. Um, but yeah, that, that's how I got into it. I just kind of went one day to a convention. And I was like, yeah, that looks cool. I want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and like your first time walking around in it, uh, what was the reaction? So you, uh, for my officer. first year? Yeah, yeah, very first time. Because obviously it was good enough to make you want to keep doing it, right? <laughs> well because i didn't know really what to expect so i just like went in there and i saw like destiny cosplayers and i saw star wars cosplayers and i saw everyone like my favorite franchises all there and i was like oh would you look at that and i was like getting <laughs> pictures left and right I was... <laughs> yeah it's i don't know it, it's it's cool especially like there's so many of these characters that touch people's hearts that it's it's really f- amazing when you're walking through a con for the first time and you see that one esoteric character that you love and it means a lot to you. You want to go talk to that person and then when you do it, it's it kind of gets reflected. But um, how about you, Ken? For me, I honestly found cosplay through TikTok, which 
um, it was, I found it in like December and I just started following a bunch of cosplayers and I was like, this is really cool. Cause I never really had anyone to like nerd out with in like my hometown. People just like, didn't like Star Wars or Marvel or anything. So I kind of found that and I was like, I want to try it. Um, and so I put together like a closet cosplay of Padme. Like I did her Attack of the Clones, like her black dress, like at, when she's at dinner mm -hmm. with Anakin. And I kind of, people liked it. I had fun doing, I did a lot of like POVs cause I, I was a huge theater nerd, I still am. So it was kind of just felt like, like to like, I kind of felt like acting as Padme. So I really just like kind of fell in love with that. And I was like, yeah. And then I finally like did, got like a official type of thing, not just clothes I was pulling out of my, my closet, so. <laughs> uh, there's nothing wrong with that, but it sounds like you haven't done it at a con or anything like that yet. I haven't, which I'm upset about because I don't know when the live ones will be <laughs> given yeah. the situation. Well, seriously, everyone come to Star Wars Celebration 2022 is going to be the next one. I will be there for sure. I know Element 7 is going to be there and a few other people in the community. Um, and I'd love to, to hang out with all you guys. That, that would just be awesome. Um, and Jen, how about you? Yeah, I think I mentioned before it was I was doing research for a Halloween costume I was making. And was going to do Ray because I love the Force of Weekends. This is the first Halloween after the movie came out, so 2016. And I found the RPF.com and I just got hooked on the builds. And, you know, I, Ray was the first. I don't really cosplay her a lot anymore, um, but I have all her outfits and I built Jin, I built Liz, built a Holdo. I just really got into the, just the making part of it. And then I, you know, I joined some of the, the costume club groups that, they have and and I made a lot of friends that way and I've gone to conventions. I was a celebration in Chicago. We were I was at D23, you know, last year oh, in California. Nice. I actually been to London. I, I and then I went to Canada and it's it, and then and just you build a community on, on I was on Instagram first before I found TikTok and you're always like meeting people that you know and you're just like instant friends and, and family. It's been kind of my favorite part of it. And I love the builds and I love learning new things. I mean just I never really make things with my hands before and then, then to like build a whole costume or a piece of armor and to hold it or to wear it you're like wow I made that it's <laughs> it's really satisfying but the, my favorite thing has just been the people and the friends that I've made and, and just every, all over it's it's been really great I know it's happy but it's it's true it's the, my favorite part about it no I I I agree I mean just just me walking around as as Mace Windu, there was so many people that came up to me and expressed how happy they were to see someone cosplaying as their favorite character. And it's it's it felt partially awkward because you know it's it's me. I don't have a mask or a helmet or anything like that. And so there are people who have family photos with me in them, you know? And that <laughs> that concept is just it's just kind of weird to me, but um it, it's to see how much it meant to those people. And then like you said, Jen, the community around it, um, the people I met at that, at that community are why I live in San Diego. I, I made friends with them. I ended up having a job opportunity. I came down here. Um, things fell, my living arrangements fell through completely, but I ended up through these people making really good friends and someone needed a roommate and like, I changed the trajectory of my entire life. I met my wife down here because I live down here. And like, it's, it's an incredible community. And it's, uh, it's similar with the TikTok community as well, because I've made some amazing, like lifelong 
uh, friends, I mean, we, we're all aware of how much toxicity can be in the community, but I often say that the good part of the Star Wars community is the best of any fandom ever. Like, it's, it's just the best. Um, and uh, sorry for, for ranting. <laughs> oh, no, it's, uh, it's true. Have, have you guys, uh, have any of you guys ever competed? It sounds like Kennedy uh, hasn't, since you haven't gone to the con, you may not have, but there, there are online contests. I, I haven't. I'm an amateur. <laughs> hey, as long as you're having fun, that's the most important part. Uh, but uh, how about you, Jen? Have you competed? I have. I, I competed once in uh, Toronto. Uh, it was Fan Expo Canada. What was that? 20, was that last year? 2018? It was my first convention, first competition. So I entered as a novice, my Val from Solo, and I won. So nice. <laughs> undefeated. <awesome>. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, one, one for one. That's a perfect record. Right, one for one. Yeah. So that was, that was nice. It was just like tickets for the next year's con, which I couldn't use. So I went to D23. And, uh, think like a gift certificate to Art of Wigs. It was small, but it was nice. Awesome. And, uh, and you, Sal? I was supposed to uh, compete last year at Denver Pop Culture Con, but I ended up uh, forgetting what time it was and just never showed up to it. So, <laughs> <laughs> But apparently there was another Boba Fett cosplayer who was there and he actually won. So I was like, you know what? Props to that guy. He, he deserves it. <laughs> Oh, but he got a layup because you weren't there. I don't know. I, know. I just I can't imagine you not winning because of you know how how good all of your your costumes are. Um, so do you guys do? Uh, are you more into making your stuff or or buying it, uh, Sal? I'm more into making it. I think there's. I know Jen can definitely relate to this. It's like the craftsmanship of of uh, with the Cody armor, especially. You just like you make the whole thing. You prime it, paint it, everything. And you're holding Cody's armor and you're like, wow, this is, wow. <laughs> so yeah, I definitely, I prefer to make it. Nice. Okay. And then, uh, and then the next one, you said you're, you're fairly new to the, the makeup, but um, are you like an armor guy, the, or you sew guy or makeup guy? Definitely armor. Makeup comes second. Sewing, I have like little knowledge on sewing. So Yeah. <laughs> I, I have so much respect to the people that can do it. Um, the last person I saw who won at um, the last Comic-Con, because I, I work Comic-Con every year, um, but this this woman came and had a perfect replica of, um, had hand-sewed um, Queen Amidala's dress, the big red one with the headpiece, mm. and had uh, two handmaidens and wow um, that's cool and another another person with them and it was just like it was there was the meticulous detail was so incredible i'm like all right this makes me not want to ever try it <laughs> but we're all at different levels uh and I, i'm i'm getting there i'm gonna start trying to make some some stuff um, i just want to jump in and say though there's nothing wrong with buying your costume no. I, I i i make mine i enjoy it um but I have some other fandoms where I have bought it all, and that's 
that's great too. There's nothing wrong with it. The cosplay is so many different things for so many people. Like I get a thrill out of, the, of building and that's great. But some people, I, like there are thrills out of actually portraying the character and being an actor, which I don't think is, is I'm as strong at. So it's, it's, there's absolutely no, nothing wrong with buying a costume, especially now when there's so many high quality options. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes you, you can spend and have something made for you that's like the materials cost a lot as well. So I don't know, I just felt the need to jump in and, and say that. No, so. I, absolutely. Yeah. And anyone who wants to jump in and add things, feel free to do so. But um, no, you're absolutely right. And there are some people that really just enjoy making the stuff because of how much joy it gives to other people, you know, especially if it's a really cool costume that they can't, don't want to wear themselves, but they like to make it and you're helping them out by supporting them. So that's also true. Um, how about you, Ken? Yeah, I mostly buy because I don't have any like sewing skills, but I did. There's a few characters where it was kind of hard to buy it. For example, trying to do sateen is really hard to find like anything on like Etsy or even online. So I've been I've gone through phases of her head pieces. I'm still working on it. The one I have, I'd like to improve, but I did make that one myself. And I think like going like into future cosplays, like I will definitely like try to pick up some sewing or something. Cause I do think it's really fun to like see that process come together. I know a lot of my friends who also cosplay really love like sewing and like taking time to do that. And like, I feel like for me, I'm like, I get it here and I put it on and I'm excited, but I think it's, it's I think it's fun both ways. I think it's just a different experience. So I think Satine is probably the only one I can relate to with having to make it. Cause I've really been struggling to get that headpiece <laughs> like correct. <laughs> And uh, personally, there's one I really want to do, which is Cloak from, from Cloak and Dagger. Um, mostly because, and I don't know how to make that cloak, but I, I need it to be able to, you know, I'm trying to figure out how to, if I'm gonna put like uh, the, the rods that you use inside of a tent in it so I can make the cape go up and I need to have like a portal in the center. And I want it to be the striped version of it, which I'm trying to figure out how to do, if I'm going to lay strips down or if I'm going to dye it in a specific way. There's, there's so much and it's it's daunting, but I'm excited to get started trying it. And uh, now's, now's the time. Now's the time where I actually have the time to do it. But uh, how about you, Jen? I've seen the stuff you make. I feel like that's going to be your preference, but uh, I'd yeah, love to hear you talk I- about it. Yeah, I, I like making stuff. I like I like it a lot. I mean, the, I'm working on the Mandalorian right now, and it's it's not quite done, but it's gratifying to look from from head to toe. I've made every single piece of that. I haven't bought a thing, and it's it's really satisfying. It's it might be a first because even in some other costumes, like well, I took a pair of pants and modified it, or you know, I made the balaclava or something, and, and there's something on there that I bought, and this costume is absolutely nothing on that. I didn't make it my own two hands. So that's great. But then I also do, I haven't done a TikTok yet. I do Gamora from Guardians of the Galaxy and I bought that. Totally bought it. Didn't make a thing about it. And I'm terrible at makeup. So that that's like, uh, you know, I have to work on that a little bit more. Um, in terms of ranking the skills, I put, I don't even know, makeup is the very, very bottom. I was a sewer first. And then, and then I guess probably armor making would be underneath that. Uh, I don't, is there anything else? Leather is in there somewhere? Maybe between oh. armor, between <laughs> sewing and and armor making, but. Yeah, you know, your, your skills far exceed my, my dreams, uh, especially, I mean, now that we have 3D printers and that that's a common thing, um, it's, that's made me really get excited. I don't, I, I plan to purchase one 
um, probably in the next month or two. Because if I'm programming something, that's a whole different ball game. That's in my wheelhouse. So um, I'm I'm super happy to get started with some of that. And it's a game changer for so many costumes. I have a friend who does three PO, right? And before there was one kit that's one size, and that's the kit, and you fit it or you don't. And that's it. But now you can 3D print it. You can resize it to anything you want. You know, my Mandalorian is my first 3D printed armor. I 3D printed Zori's helmet, but this is my first armor that I've printed. And it, it actually fits me, you know, because I'm, I'm not the same size as, as, as uh, Pedro Pascal. So it's, it's been like, why well, don't I have to like trim shoulder bells or try to fit things on a belt? Like I actually made it to fit me before I printed it. And that's just, that's amazing for people of all kinds of different sizes or, or they're short or they're tall or they're narrow or they're, or they're wider. It's, it's really a game changer. Yeah, I mean, that's that's why I'm so excited for whatever the next con after all this stuff is lifted. Because, hey, first of all, I mean, am I crazy in saying that with quarantine, all of us have gotten a lot weirder, just <laughs> in, in general? Like we've embraced our own weirdness way more than ever before. I think it's different <laughs> for different people, right? I think some people like really embraced it, or some people got real quiet and real inside. I think it just depends on the person, yeah? <laughs> I'm in the weird, I'm with yeah. I got weirder, for sure. <laughs> I don't know, I, I certainly feel stranger, but like there's there's also been all this time that for us to pick up these these new skills or, or whatnot, um, that I think that uh, plus, you know, the normalization of like we said, the 3D printers, I think whatever the next con is, having this like two year gap, it's gonna like, boost that whole thing quite a bit. So I, I'm excited to see what happens to it. Um, but I, I, I have to ask, because there's always weird stories or interactions or things that happen um, uh, when you are in costume. And I'm curious if you guys have any stories. I'll start with, uh, with Sal. Oh, OK. I see. Start with me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I try to put a different person each time. So <laughs> one that comes to mind and at the time, it was creepy, but every time I think about it, it was funny, and it gets funnier each time. Um, at one of the conventions I went to, I was as Boba Fett, and as Boba Fett, your your mobility, your visibility, and your hearing is like severely restrictive. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can I can walk and pose, but that's about it. I can't go upstairs. Um, and so I was posing with I, it was like a group of people. It might have been a family or something. And randomly, like in the middle of the photo, I just like feel somebody just like grab my butt, like fully grasp it. <laughs> and so I thought maybe they just like misplaced their hand when trying to put their hand like around me or something like that. So I didn't really think much about it, but no, they kept their hand there. And so I just waited until after the picture was done. And then like, I turned around and there was nobody there. And I was like, okay, well, somebody just grabbed Boba's butt. I don't know what just happened there. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's uh, the weirdest yeah no things like that certainly <laughs> certainly happen um uh, that's why we see lots of signs that say cosplay is not consent <laughs> uh and uh how about you ken um i think for me so before i had a ring light i had to really rely on like getting like good like outdoor lighting so i relied a lot on like windows so um i did have one of my neighbors like see me like filming a tiktok and yeah i was in like like just full-on Padme which like isn't the worst cosplay I guess to be like it's not like I had like my, you know I wasn't like painted blue or something but I was still just like they just like watched as I was filming because I had expected them to be like oh okay 
kind of interesting, not gonna look and they just kind of stayed. So yeah, I was just, I mean, I think people are just really intrigued by it. They're kind of like, what is that? What's going on? <laughs> That's the worst when you like, you make eye contact and you're like, okay, there's a social contract. We're both supposed to look away now. Like, you're not looking away. Why are you still watching me? <laughs> Please turn around, <laughs> sir. Uh, uh, how about you, Jen? Oh man, I'm gonna go in a different direction. Uh, um, let's see. So I'm in some of the costume clubs. We do charity events, and we were doing a, a Thanksgiving event on the USS Intrepid in New York City, where it says it's just a, um, a, a, a battleship carrier that's decommissioned. It's a museum now. Anyway. And there were all these kids there. It was for these kids Thanksgiving. I didn't really pay attention to much of what the event was. And I started to notice that no one was taking pictures of us. No one had cameras. Like that's really strange. Usually people just want a picture and that's it. They wanted to talk to us and find out about our costumes and our characters. I thought that was really interesting. And then they kept calling these names. Like I'm making it up like Hanover, McKinley. And I'm like, what are these names? And finally someone said, those are their shelters. These kids are homeless. And it was like, you guys got hit with a ton of bricks. Like, oh my gosh. And it was one of the best events because like I said, no one just wanted the picture for Instagram and to move on. They actually wanted to like have an experience with you. I don't know, something, I, I made me think of because Sal said something about like someone actually grabbed my thermal detonator off the back of me, was running around with it. And it made me think of that story. And I wasn't even mad because the kids were just so, so great and so grateful. Anyway, yeah. that's the story that just popped to mind. No, I, I like it. That's it's uh it's quite heart <laughs> heart building. Um, and then for for me, uh, let's see. I, I have uh, a couple stories come to mind, but I have one that's just funny in its uh, ridiculousness because you you never quite know exactly how a cosplay is going to be received or how much love that that character has or or whatnot. So. Um, I had an instance where I was going to, what was it, Kamikaze at the time in 2016. Um, it was like, it was uh, September or August. Um, no, it was, it was September, I, I believe. Uh, no, it's October. Anyways, that doesn't matter. <laughs> but I was I was planning to do a, a Luke Cage cosplay because I've I've always loved that character as well, and um, so I had been over time trying to collect certain things because I really like the uh, I really started falling in love with the character with um, what was it uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance two or something like that and he had that classic one where he's just wearing the, the yellow shirt and he has like the, the big gauntlet. So um, I made those, I, I found identical shirt and all the stuff. And that was right before the Luke Cage show was, was going to be released, but I didn't finish. I didn't finish any of it. And I was bummed because uh, like this would be the perfect time. Uh, but I was going to the con with a buddy of mine who was dressed up as, as Black Manta who I also love that character, mostly from Young Justice. And it was a really good one. Uh, and as we're driving up, you know, stop at a gas station and I see some sunglasses. Those look exactly like Luke Cage's sunglasses. So I bought them and I'm driving up. And as I drive up, I end up stopping in places where I collected the rest of the pieces that I needed. So, so I dressed outside of my car and, and went in. And it was just funny how 
mad he was, <laughs> my buddy was, because everyone was trying to take pictures with me, obviously, because the show is just about to come out, and there's a bunch of, like, Jessica Jones cosplayers and Daredevils and, and, and all this stuff, and, like, <laughs> I don't know, it was just a funny experience of, um, it was a poor cosplay, but the reception of it was really good, and it just, it just makes me laugh whenever I think about it. Um, so I, I'm curious, what is, what's next for you guys? Because all of you have uh, a deep repertoire of, of stuff. Um, Kennedy, your Felicity that you just started doing, I, I do love the, Felicity's like the, the chaotic energy of it. I uh, knew that well, but um, what's what's next? Well, what do you have next in the pipeline? So I did just dye my hair. So I would like to do characters that I could do maybe without doing a wig. So I'm considering doing Mara Jade, which I tried to do, but I kind of spot a wig they didn't really like. So I'd like to potentially do her. And then non-Star Wars related, I'd want to do MJ because I think she's just iconic and yeah. Um, I, I do black cats. I'm like, why not do another one of Peter's love interests? <laughs> <laughs> and eventually, you got to make your way over to Kitty Pride as well. I'm a huge <laughs> Kitty Pride stand myself. Uh, how about you, Jen? What's what's coming up the pipeline? Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm wrapping up the Mandalorian. I don't really know what's next. I, I had in mind to maybe do Fennec Shan from the first season, but we haven't really gotten a good look at what she's wearing. So I don't I don't know. I really I'm not being cagey. I don't really know what's next. Okay. So now, I, I do have some because I, I love Fennec. Well, I love everything that Mina Wen does, um, and I, I I'm not alone in assuming that the contact she was on tattooing to me was Boba Fett, um, and I fully believe that that's who walked up to her at the end of the episode, and that's how she knew of what was going on on the planet Navarro. So, in my sure. book. You might get another look, right? I, I think she's I think she'll come back uh, for one thing. And then just as a side kind of tangent, but I fully believe that um, Boba Fett is now running an elite group of bounty hunters that is separate from the guild. I think Fennec is part of that group. Um, I think he was the one that ordered IG-11 to kill the child. Because remember, the child and Mando had different missions. His was to retrieve, the other one was to kill. And I think that he's going to try to recruit Mando, but him having a child is going to be a conflict. Anyways, totally no, side topic. To, no, no, no. I want to say this, that this is one of my favorite things about joining TikTok. Because before when I was on TikTok, I was just really on Instagram. And I love Instagram, but all my kind of my community, there was strictly costume based. It was about this costume and this piece and this look. And it was just costume, costume, costume. And I'm on TikTok. And it's more than that. We people like you have these great ideas about the actual plot and the show and like the books and the whole thing. And it's obviously not that I don't care about that stuff. I do care about that stuff, but I'm not used to being around people talking about it so thoughtfully and interestingly and making great ideas. It is fantastic. And I just love, I love following you. I love your takes. And I just love having my Star Wars community be so much richer because of, of people like you that are not just like talking about stitches and fabric and, and 3D print filament, which is, <laughs> Obviously, I'm interested in too, but it's it's just been great. It's been one of my favorite things in TikTok. Uh, yeah, it's it's been amazing because there's so many different little pockets, and I I'm curious of like what other people see when they scroll through their for you page because mine is like it's Star Wars, it's Marvel, it's um, second wave emo music from like <laughs> 1999 to 2005. Uh, it's like it's really odd financial stuff. Like yeah, it's just it's just funny to me. Um, also, 
I got some some comments in the uh, in the chat saying that uh, Kennedy, uh, some people would love to see you go as Mystique if you are uh, oh, wow. makeup, and I, I just think that might be a really cool take. I think uh, I, I should challenge myself and try. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how that's how we grow. <laughs> um, and I apologize, I totally forgot what question I was just asking, and <laughs> and I go gone around to everyone yet, but um uh yeah so so uh sal have did i ask you what you have next to the pipeline already <laughs> no but i'm in the same book as jen i don't know um <laughs> i want to start venturing and doing more outside of star wars so definitely marvel and maybe dc related but other than that no idea <laughs> uh, any characters jump out at you from either franchise I've always wanted to do an Iron Man, like the full suit and everything. Wow. But I, I'm at this point to where I've worn so many cod pieces. I just want to wear some like cloth for once. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fair. Uh, yeah, that's absolutely fair. <laughs> um, all right. So now back in the Star Wars, we, we got a few projects that are coming up. And I'm curious if you guys have any any hot takes or anything that you are wanting to see or expecting. So obviously we have, uh, I'll come to you first, Kennedy. Um, first we have the rest of the season, The Mandalorian, um, right? We have The Bad Batch, which I wanna say is gonna be coming out this spring or that's when it was supposed to come out. Don't know if it's been delayed or not. Also the spring, the Obi-Wan show is being shot. Um, a week from now, we have the Lego holiday special, which I'm excited about it because I've watched the actual holiday special, not sober, but um, <laughs> <laughs> the fact that they're leaning into the hilarity of it uh, is, is really cool. Um, but we also have this unnamed like Cassie and Andor show um, that's on the books. And I I'm curious on, on your takes, if anything has you specifically excited or what do you want to see? So for me, I really like, um, again, I do like Solo. I know it's not, you know, everyone's favorite, but I do like these kind of like character-based like shows or movies, so like the Obi-Wan Kenobi series and um, Cassie and Joe. I think that's really cool because I think, you know, with movies, we don't always get a ton of backstory because we only have like a limited amount of time. So I do think it's really cool that they're doing these um, shows that are focused on like developing the character further. Um, and I'm just really interested to see kind of like what, Obi-Wan's been doing because I believe the show is like right after Revenge of the Sith and right before A New Hope so I think that like I, th I think there's there needs to be like some bridges built between those two <laughs> which I think they're trying to do so I'm just really excited about that I don't know if I have any like initial thoughts about what will happen I think it'd be kind of cool to see if he does um or is able to connect with like Qui-Gon Jinn like if we can like see that I think that'd be cool um but yeah I'm just really excited to kind of delve deeper into like these characters that we already love but we can learn like more about yeah, absolutely. There's, I, I often have people in the comments who are like, you know, they're mad because they didn't find out more information about a certain character. It's like, no, it, that wouldn't have fit in the movie. The movie's telling a story. You can't just bridge off and tell this character's backstory randomly in the middle. And so I, I love getting that ability. Um, also, one thing I didn't add, and it's not, it's movies, it's books related, but we have the High Republic and all those books. I'm a huge reader of all the Star Wars media myself. So that has me super excited. But um, uh, Jen, how about you? What's um, on the pipe uh, you like? 
Oh, I'm obviously I, being a Rogue One super fan. I'm very interested in the Cassian Andor series. I just think the idea of a Star Wars spy series is just going to be a feast for the eyes, costume possibilities. I just think that's a great idea for a serial. Like every, you can just have a different like quest of it could be like the Americans, but for Star Wars, you know. I just, mm -hmm. I, I think there's a lot of possibility that I'm excited about. I love Obi Wan. I'm excited about that too. But Cassian's the number one thing, and I, I don't want the Mandalorian to end. I know people are talking about the the first couple episodes have been slow, nothing's happened. I'm like, slow is great. Let's get wherever we're going super slow. Let's take 10 seasons to get there. That's fine with me. <laughs> so I'm excited for all the Disney Plus stuff. Yeah. I, I think going slow is so underrated. Uh, people are like, no, I want action now. You're like, no. I we'll get there. They're not going to do a season without us getting some somewhere and something, you know? We'll get there. Just, you know. Yeah. wait till christmas <laughs> well it so it, it makes me think of um a lot of the dc stuff that we were getting from from zack snyder who i do love him as a director and the big action pieces are incredible to watch but if you don't start slow and make me care about the character or why they're in the situation or why this is important to them then it, it means it falls flat to me and so i i love like this second episode, yes, it was slow, but it actually shows us some more about, you know, like the child was kind of a dick in this episode. You know what I mean? Like he <laughs> to say the least, yeah. <laughs> um, but it it adds some some depth to that character. They're not just cute and everything's good. No, they actually need some discipline and rearing. And then you know you see it have a little bed above Mando's and stuff. Like his nurturing side is kicking in. Like these small moments uh, really add to the drama that happens later. I think it's super underrated, personally. Definitely agree. And uh, Sal, how about you? Uh, what what has you excited that's coming down the pipe? See, what I don't understand is people are like, season two of Mando is going by slow. But when I was watching the latest episode, my arachnophobia was making me freak out. I, I would not even touch that one. But no, I'm I'm I get too excited about a lot of things, so I don't <laughs> I don't try to theorize things because obviously I want the best of all characters including uh, the ones that were just brought back and stuff, you know, like Boba. I want, I want all Boba stuff, but <laughs> I, I, I try not to think of things like that. So as far as everything goes, I'm just excited for when it comes out because I will definitely watch it no matter what it is. You know, I'm more of an Empire fan than I am a Rebel fan, but I'll watch the Cassian Andor stuff. I think that would be pretty awesome. Um, random question. Have you read the book Lost Stars? I have not actually, but I've, I've, I've heard like, I've uh, had parts explained to me. Is that the one with, uh, not Johto cast? No, no, no. So in, in the book, uh, Lost Star, you mentioned being an Empire fan um, and it's two kids from this backwater planet that join oh. the Empire and the whole book takes place in the background of the original trilogy. So they actually it's touch events in the original trilogy as it goes, but it's telling their story uh, it's it's beautiful, and if you're an Empire fan, I think you would absolutely love it. Um, I think I know the the people you're talking about. I forget their names, but doesn't one defect the guy who defects to the rebellion? Yeah, it's a uh, Thane, um, Tyrell, and Sayanari, yeah. and it's it's beautiful. High recommend for everyone. I actually think it may be the best Star Wars book, period. Um, and I've read a lot of them, so. <laughs> um, 
And uh, yeah, so f- for me, there's there's so much to be excited. I mean, like I said, the Lego Holiday Special is high on the radar because it's the soonest. Uh, it's coming next week, so I'm gonna watch the crap wow. out of that. Um, That's so soon. It's, yeah, it's, it's like the seventeenth oh or the eighteenth. Yeah. So I have. Wow. <laughs> so like that's coming out. Um, I I have Miles Morales Spider Man to play. I have. It's it's going to be a, a busy time nerding out, which I'm not complaining about at all. Um, uh, for for me, I am. I'm excited things for for odd reasons. So, I am really excited about the Cassian show. Um, now, Rogue One is it's it's not my my favorite. Although when I did the Rogue One episode, it jumped up quite a bit for me uh, because it's hearing everyone's connection to it. That's why I love doing this podcast is I hear everyone's love for things and it makes everything better for me. Um, so it's like cheating. <laughs> but the Cassian Andor show is an untouched time period. Uh, if it's if it's a prequel and we're seeing things from the separatist side of it, no one's ever touched that era. I have no idea what it is or could be or what to expect. Um, and that is what excites me the, the most. So that's, that's going to be amazing. Um, Bad Batch, again, wasn't a huge fan of the Bad Batch's arc in the Clone Wars. Um, it was, I mean, it was cool, uh, but it wasn't my, my favorite thing. Obviously, the uh, the way the last four episodes of season seven were <laughs> far and away the best thing um, I may have ever seen. But <laughs> um, but again, it's going to take place immediately after Order sixty six. Nothing has ever touched that era. I have no idea what the backside of Order sixty six looks like or if they're going to be part of it, or if they're going to defect, or whatever. Um, and uh, again, same thing with the Obi-Wan show. Um, between those two time periods, yes, there was uh, the Legends Obi-Wan novel by John Jackson Miller, which is actually really good. I highly recommend everyone reads it. But there's a, so much unexplored territory in between all of these things that we get to see from different perspectives, and it just makes me super excited. And I... I'm here for all of it. Um, I'm going to devour all of it. Um, also, the the High Republic, and hopefully their response to it is going to be so good that they're going to have to make a show or a movie or something like that for the time period. Um, actually, hugely speculative on my part, but I feel like because um, before a couple of years ago they were talking to Benioff and Weiss. Um, who are two of the people behind Game of Thrones, I feel like they were talking to them about a High Republic um, project. They fell through. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we'll get something. But that's this is my fingers are crossed. Uh, but a question for you guys. All right, you have, you have the stamp. You're at Lucasfilm or you're at Disney, right? You, you are Kathleen Kennedy, so just, just kind of feel that. Um, you get to green light the next Star Wars project that's going to be made. What are you making? And I'm going to go to uh, Jen first. Oh, man. Um, Sorry, I alternate who I start no, with each time. It's your turn. I, I, I think probably a year ago I would have wanted another movie, but I, I'm enjoying this 
the man the the richness a TV show can provide. So I don't mind if they stick with that. And I'd love to see a live action show that where the main characters are women. Okay. And that's it. And it can be and that's all I ask for. And that'd be and that'd be okay. Now it's actually not on the list, but that is a thing that's happening. It's I didn't include it on the list because it is um we don't know any details about it yet. Right. But, but there's a lot of things like that, like Ryan Johnson's trilogy and like just things that have kind of been talked about and sort of announced, but then well, the, so well, until it's actually casting. And, the, uh, it was like put out yesterday, wasn't it? Or like a couple of days ago. It yeah, was, uh, they have oh, a writer was, attached. There was a thing over it. the summer. Oh. Um, yeah, there is a writer attached to it. And uh, if I can't, maybe I'll make a TikTok to, tomorrow about it. I um, swear to if that that female led show isn't about Afra, then I, mm, I think I'll. Oh. Make <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm it gonna need. I love Afra so much, and I need I need Chloe Bennett from Agents of Shield to be Afra. In my mind, it's just it's it's kismet, and that's what I want. But sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna say if it's based in reality, that Disney's gonna create their own characters that they're gonna create from scratch and own. I mean, not to be a bummer, but <laughs> but if I was, but mostly I was gonna say I wouldn't care if it was as someone from the Empire, someone of the First Order, or a bounty hunter chick, or a real, I don't care. Just like let's. Let's see some women, because if if the last Mandalorian episode showed us anything, is that there are not enough women in the room. We're making the stuff, so let's. This this is true. Uh, I because I, I made a TikTok on it, and um, you know I try to be as inclusive of, as possible. Uh, but I've heard feedback that I was somewhat tone deaf on it, and so it's something I'm always looking to improve on myself. Um, but I honestly think that you know Afro has actually has become a, a favorite and she's an incredible character. And I need I yeah, I need more more Afra. But uh how, how about you? Uh how about you, Sal? I know I'm speaking to all the fanboys right now, and I know Tamar Morrison and D. Bradley Baker will get a hell of a paycheck yeah. from it. I want like a Clone Wars styled live action like show movie something. I think that would be so awesome to see. I don't care if it's following the 501st, 212th, or really any clone division. I just want something clone related that's live action. I think that'd be awesome. That would be cool. It's gonna be a, a lot of work hard for D. Bradley. And <laughs> 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 um, and and sometimes, uh, I, you know. Why can't uh, Tamara Morrison um, and just just do the age reduction on him? Um, but I mean, both of them could use. You know, I'm sure they wouldn't turn down work. No. <laughs> uh, although it's pretty badass that uh, that Captain Rex is Aquaman's dad. <laughs> that just that does make me happy. And Moana's dad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, oh, every time I watch Moana or Aquaman, I just I hear Django, and that's <laughs> that's all I see. <laughs> <laughs> it would just be so cool to see troops of clones with and they actually built suits you know like obviously the costume clubs do it but to see it on the screen like a whole cadre of clones and actual armor i just that would be something to see and that's not even kind of my jam the clones but i would i'd watch just because i want to i want to see that for real you know yeah. yeah especially if you could follow like a single clone trooper which would be, I mean, as they age faster, 
then we could have a show that's just showing their life cycle or them having to go through losing their brothers and it's how much harder hitting it is that it's someone that shares your blood looks just like you oh my goodness sorry i've never even considered this and it's it's actually making me feel things <laughs> uh, <laughs> i'm gonna have to think about this uh, quite a bit uh but I, I'll, I'll make a TikTok. I'll quote you on it. <laughs> and uh, and Kennedy, I think I would love to see like um, a Leia TV series of when she's like younger, or maybe just have it like it's set on Elderon. It doesn't maybe necessarily have to be Leia. Maybe she's just a supporting character. I think it'd be really cool because, as you mentioned, like that whole time period, like right after Order sixty six and like prior to A New Hope, is kind of like we don't really know. Like we have some movies and shows that are going to touch on that but I think that'd be really interesting to see how you know she became this like leader or like part of this rebellion because I think there's so much we don't know about her at least that's not like canon so I think I'd love to see that and again even if it's just like a friend of hers who you know so it could be a new character telling that story but it's still you know related to Alderaan and like the rebellion I think that'd be really cool how much I would I love like all to of you want to make me sad <laughs> how much I'd love to agree when they showed uh, the whole special effects, DH, Carrie Fisher in uh, Rogue One, I almost like cried. That was terrible to see. Like, I was like, it's our princess. Like, you know. <laughs> well, it was such a tough time, too, because she was, I don't know when you saw it, Sal, but like some people saw it while she had had her heart attack, but she was like still clinging on. Because that movie came out just like yeah. two weeks before she died. It was, it was tough. And some of us saw it after she died. It was just, like, it was a lot. It was a big moment. Yeah, I think it's hard because like obviously Carrie Fisher has like passed away so I don't know exactly and again it's more I think I would just I think it's a cool idea I don't know how they would do it because it's I don't know how they would go around casting her I know Billy Lord has obviously been in the movies if they'd use her um, again I just I definitely think just that whole as we've talked about that whole period just needs like more shows or movies I do agree I think I like the shows a little bit more but like for right now yeah I, I think that um no, I would absolutely love to see that. Uh, a lot of people have talked about how, um, what what's the actress's name? Um, the one that from uh, Stranger Things does bear a striking resemblance to, to young Leia and how she could, she could potentially play it. Um, and the main character of Stranger Things, uh, six. Um, when you see her with hair and stuff, she actually does look a lot like, like Carrie Fisher. I would love to see it. I'm a big fan of the book Leia, Princess of Alderaan, and uh, I would be touching. For Personally, I after Carrie Fisher died is when I did listened to the audiobook of the, the book um, Princess Diarist. Um, the audiobook version is read by Carrie Fisher herself, and she's like talking about all of these experiences and stuff that um, while filming the movie and in, in her life and all this stuff. It's, it's incredible. It's powerful. You're going to cry, uh, but that's okay. You know, uh, it'll, it'll all be good cries. Um, I would love to see that. Absolutely. Um, for me, if I could greenlight any project, and um, I've, I've mentioned this before, uh, there's two of them that I have in mind. One of them is I need uh, the Darth Bane, the first book. I, I need it told visually. I need to watch 
um, someone discovering the force on the dark side, right? There was, he was never part of the Republic. He was never part of the light. His first experience is all dark side and he's discovering these abilities and all this stuff. And it would just be a really different perspective of it's, it's all dark side, it's all Sith. And I think that would be awesome. But the thing I want the most, more than anything else, is I need a, I need Rey starting her Jedi Academy, but she has the books that she took from Luke. And as she opens the books, there are notes and things scribed in there by Luke about, you know, all the things that he experienced and stuff like that. So I want an anthology series. It's from, it's Ray reading this passages, but it flashes back to Luke in his prime going to whatever location this is and learning whatever lesson that is. It's a prime Luke show told through Ray's eyes as an anthology. Nice. That's what I want more than anything. That would like, that would make make my life. And then you could follow it up with how she built her order to fill in the gaps of where the Jedi went wrong or were mistaken or whatever. And it would explain all that. So that's just me. Um, but awesome. Uh, thank you guys so much for coming out and talking with me. I I look forward to Wednesday because I get to talk to other Star Wars fans and just nerd out. It's just like the best day of the week for me. But um, uh, yeah, I want to close up with, you know, where can we find all of you and all your stuff? And um, if you have any closing remarks or what you might want to see next or anything else you might want to add. Uh, this one, I will start with Kennedy. Yeah, so I'm on TikTok and Instagram. It's just Ken Cosplays, um, both the same. And I just want to say thank you for having me on here. I love talking to fellow Star Wars fans. It's just, it's amazing. I love it. <laughs> so thank you. Awesome. <laughs> um, thank you. Thank you for coming. And uh, how about you, uh, Jen? Where can we find you? And uh, if there's anything you want to see or add or anything. I just had a blast. I'm so honored and so grateful that you had me on the on the podcast. I really had a great time. Thank you. And thank you for being such a great TikToker. I don't think people probably are watching your podcast. They don't follow you on TikTok. But if that's the case, you, ha you have to follow Brandon. He's the best. He's just, even when he says stuff that I don't necessarily have thought of or maybe agree with, I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, you know, it's just, you have a way of talking about Star Wars. It's just so beautiful and it's the best. Um, I'm all one word, Jen Markham. On TikTok, it's Jen underscore Markham on Instagram. And that's basically it. I have YouTube as well, but it's, there's not much there yet. So, well, I can't wait till there is because I, I guess like your skits are awesome. And I hear your voice whenever uh, the child like opens his mouth. So, uh, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, you, you should. Uh, Thank you. you should I, have a, I have fun doing them. Thank you. And, uh, and Sal, Dented Helmet. My name is Dented Helmet. Uh, that's the TikTok handle. Instagram, I'm pretty sure it's Dented Helmet Cosplay. I won't lie, I freaked out when you sent me the uh, invite to join the podcast, so I'm excited to be here. <laughs> but yeah, that's my closing remarks for you. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's, I don't know, it's, it's, it's weird. It's so weird to hear that because, like, um, what was it two weeks ago? I had uh, Comb and Element Seven on together, and those are the people that started me 
and like I felt like privileged to have them on. And I, I don't know, we're we're just we're just all fans, and it's it's all love. And as long as we're doing what we love, talking about what we love, and sharing it, the world is a better place. I I wouldn't have made it through twenty twenty eight without you guys. So, um, it was it's it was it's been a dark couple of, <laughs> of months. Um, so I I really appreciate all of your guys's additions to the community and like it. It truly does does mean a lot to me. Um, I actually do want to pull from. Uh, we have uh, Lebo, and I believe this is the the famous uh, Lebo One Kenobi um, in the chat, who wants a show called The Last Day of Alderaan. <laughs> it says each episode follows different characters on Last Day of Alderaan. Each episode ends the same way. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, <laughs> uh, which was, it's horrible but amazing because each one could be a different, you know, take. Like one of them could be like a heist. It could be criminals trying to break into a bank, and they they successfully do. And then, what's oh. that? Uh, and then one could be a rom com or whatever. It's uh, okay. It is Lee Wan Kenobi. Um, it's, I've yeah. All the suggestions. I feel it just make me sad because Kennedy's yours was meant me to to make me love Alderaan before it gets destroyed. So it's his like, yeah, it's it's all bad. But um anyway, anyways, again, thank you guys for joining me for the High Ground podcast and may the force be with you always. <laughs> <laughs>